We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Thursday game week. Saturday night, 6 o'clock, Oklahoma and Missouri State pay-per-view broadcast we've got you covered on the Sooner Radio Network pre-game with Gay Biker and myself Chris Plank live from the party at the Palace at 4 p.m. countdown to Oklahoma and Missouri State in the 2020 season open all right here's here's what's on tap today I had a chance during Tuesday's presser to sit down and go one-on-one with both Trey Norwood and Creed Humphrey that's coming up next Later in the show, we'll take you segment by segment through the huddle with Teddy Lehman and Toby Rowland to really get that X and O's perspective from Teddy Lehman. And then on Friday, that's right, you're going to get the scene setter. Your first chance to hear it is right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast Friday morning. And then the Coach's Corner with Alex Grinch and Bill Beanbow. Gabe's with me on the show this year. We sit down and go one-on-one with Sooner assistant coaches and we've, we've partnered up with the O-Club this year. And before every home game, I think we're actually doing it. I'll have to check with Jess. Maybe before every, every game. We're going to talk with a Sooner legend who had made an impact in not just the rivalry, the showdown that's coming up that weekend, but in Sooner football. And tomorrow on the podcast, Jessica Cootie sits down with Roy Williams. So it's a busy couple of days. If you missed our position previews, you can hear from every single assistant coach presented by og and in our archives, that's OG&E. OG&E, we energize life. And if you miss, let's see, how many different possibilities do we have to hear from coaches? Not just the OG&E position previews, but Lincoln Riley in the press conference and Toby and I with the game plan live from Tuesday, the Lincoln Riley press conference from Tuesday, the Spencer Rattler press conference, all available right now in our archives at Soonersports.com slash podcast. So what do you say? We get after it on a Thursday. My sit-down with Sooner cornerback, safety, nickelback, Sooner defender, Sooner standout. He's back, Trey Norwood. I Trey Norwood joins us. He's back. Good to see you, Trey. Yes, Just sir. first and foremost, the obvious question, how you feeling? I feel good. I, you know what I mean? Can't complain. Just honestly just happy and grateful to be back playing football, you know what I mean, after missing the whole season. So I'm just glad to be back, you know what I mean, eager for Saturday. Have you ever had an injury that cost you a season before? Never. That so, was that was a, a first-time deal. So, you know what I mean, it's always a first for everything, but that, that was a tough first one. But, you know what I mean, got through it. So, like I said, I'm just glad I'm here. 
I know you want to be on the field, so this might be a dumb question. Dikembe Mutombo this if you want. But was it helpful to have that different perspective in year one of Alex Grinch's defense to kind of see it from a different perspective? Um, honestly, with, with my circumstances, with me obviously not being able physically to be out there, I think I think it was. You know, what I mean, I had the spring uh, up under my belt with you know with Coach Grinch, with him. That was his first time on campus. Had the spring, uh, spring ball and everything. But just being able to to sit back and and, and learn, kind of from a coach's perspective. You know what I mean? Not being out there physically, but taking every note and every meeting and just learning it. And, and you know, it's different seeing it as opposed to actually doing it. So I think that did help me out a lot. Versatility has always kind of been your calling card since you came to Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Uh, as, as Coach Grinch said, you could play every secondary position possible. How, how helpful has that been for you to not only personally, but to lead if someone else is having a problem to say, hey, understand this or understand that? I, I, I feel like it's, it's great. And, and that's, that's one of the, you know what I mean, the attributes that I, that, that I take pride in, you know, w with myself. I feel like that's uh, one of the, the standout points of my game. And so it helps, it helps, especially with those young guys, you know what I mean, just coming in, whether it be at corner, nickel, safety, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? I'm always a, an ear to, to listen and help just because I, I've played at each, each and every one of those positions, you know what I mean? I've been in both meeting rooms, so I, I understand the, the viewpoint from Coach Grinch and the safeties and the nickels and then Coach Manning in the corner. So along with helping out the younger guys, I feel like it helps me as well on the field because I know – you know what I mean? If I'm at corner, I, I'll know what the nickel and the safety is doing on a, you know what I mean, on a certain play and vice versa. Versatility, man. It's going to be the calling card this year, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, 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 it's wild. So do you prepare differently or do you always prepare the same? If you might be thinking, hey, this is going to be a game where I'm the nickel or this might be a game where I'm the corner or the safety, does it change anything you do? Um, from the just from the mental aspect, you know what I mean. It's always attack, and I've always I've always prided myself. You know what I mean. I was taught at a young age. Um, I mean, from from my dad to to always try to learn. After you get after I get my position down to the T, to always try to learn the other position. So, I mean, it, it's not a, a huge difference, in, you know what I mean, in preparation. But you know what I mean. You you'd, you'd be blind to the fact to say that you don't kind of have to prepare different with, you know what I mean, with the whole situation that we're in, not knowing who's going to be playing, not knowing if you're going to be playing a, a different position week to week. So there, there is a little different preparation, just making sure that the details of each and every position on the back end is something that I'm paying attention to. Benny Wiley, what has he meant to you? Um, if you knew me, like I said, for the people that knew me as a true freshman, to now, from even playing at a buck seventy to to now one ninety five, big big shout out to to Coach Wiley and the rest of the strength staff. And you know, what I mean, I just I just knew that was a a major a, a major. You know I mean, I guess you could say, I wouldn't say negative, but that was like a weak point in my game. So I knew that I had to to get in there and take every opportunity. You know, what I mean, to, to the T. And that was another plus with me being out this past year. I really got to to spend more time in the weight room, more time developing that strength and, and, and getting bigger. I was going to say, aesthetically, I mean, you can see it. You, you, you look bigger, you look stronger. Where have you found that biggest improvement trade for you from last year to this year? Honestly, I think just from the, the physical stamina point, if that makes sense, just, you know what I mean, just being able to take more, take more, take more hits and give more hits and it not affecting me much. You know what I mean? And, you know, playing defensive back, you have to use your, put your hands on guys a lot. And so just being able to to put my hands on guys and really make them feel me. It's not just a, you know what I mean, just a touching thing, but really using my strength. So I feel like that has been a been a huge emphasis and a, and a big difference in my game. And I'm still working on it, you know what I mean? So it's an everyday improvement type deal. Take us through some of the guys who have caught your eye. You know, last year with just three corners, Parnell, congrats, congrats to him making the Buccaneers roster. That was awesome, wasn't it? But to see Trey Brown and then obviously Jaden Davis being called upon quite a bit, where have you seen some growth that corner position and some of the young guys who can help add some depth? Oh, um, it's been a huge growth. Like I said, just starting from 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 TB, um, completely. You know, me and him came in together. Me and him were super close. So, you know, we we've been on this journey together alone. And then, like I said, just me being out watching him last year, and then to us coming back, it's a it's it's a total different guy. You can just tell his 
his mental his mental space is 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 way higher. He he's more dialed in, you know what I mean. So his game has grew tremendously. JD's game has grew tremendously, you know what I mean. Coming from that true freshman to to now he's comfortable in the role, you know what I mean. Knowing what it takes, and then the young guys coming in, they're they're growing as well. So you know, and especially in a time like this, you 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 can't. You know what I mean? You can't sit back in and, and for the young guys and, and take that young guy role because you never know when your opportunity is going to happen with the whole pandemic and everything going on. So, but those guys are they're, they're taking it. You know what I mean? They're taking it serious, and, and so they're they're all growing. Final thing, and I'll let you go, Trey. What's the biggest difference you've seen, or at least what you've been able to kind of garner from year one to year two of Alex Grinch's defense and speed D? What stood out from where this team is now to where they were last year with this defense? I think just the true buy-in. Like, guys, you know what I mean, guys, especially for the guys that was that were here last year, they can see we, we were uh, at one point a, a top 25 defense in the country, number one in the Big 12. So I think guys see now that Okay, this like this deal works. Like Coach Grinch and and, and the defensive staff know what they're talking about. So you can just see guys are are fully bought in to the process, our standard, and just how we approach each and every day. Because you know it's it's a mindset, and and especially on the defense the defense side of the ball, it's all about a mindset and how, about how you t attack each and every play. And so I can just tell, you know what I mean, from from top to bottom, guys are just bought in. You know what I mean, just eager to learn each and every rep. Thanks, Trey. I appreciate you, man. Good luck on Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm so excited for Trey. I know the depth chart came out, and he slotted behind Jaden Davis at that corner position, but I wouldn't get too carried away in that initial depth chart, except to say Jaden Davis has had a heck of a camp, and so has Trey Norwood. So I'm really excited to watch him on Saturday night, as I am to see the continued growth of Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey joins us. Creed, first of all, uh, unique offseason. How have you seen your guys embrace the whole new right now? Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of changes. You know, there was a lot of different things we had to do, you know, during the offseason, being apart from each other. But uh, everybody attacked it really well. Everybody's doing really well right now. So uh, we're, we're, uh, we're pretty excited for sure. For you, from a leadership perspective, how important has it been, Creed, to set the tone? In other words, when it's protocols that need to be followed, whenever it's extra film work, when it's extra field work, how important has it been for you to lead the way? Uh, very important, for sure. Uh, you know, since we weren't up here all off season, be able to, you know, get in the film room with each other, things like that. Some of the leaders on the team, would, you know, we'd be calling younger guys, making sure they're watching film, you know, getting on them to do everything like that. You know, we got to meet a lot with coaches a lot more uh, during that time we were gone. So that was that was uh, helpful for sure. But, you know, following protocols and everything, it's definitely – uh, the good thing about OU, it's always been a player-led or uh, player-led program. So uh, we've always had great leadership, and uh, you know, guys have been able to please stuff very well. And uh, I've been happy and uh, lucky enough to be a come leader on this team. So I'm, you know, I've been doing the same job as everybody else. It's pretty cool to think about how Bill Bill Beanbo treats that room. You guys know everyone's responsibility. I know that's important every single year, but with you know. Yeah, anyone could go down at any moment. Is it more important this year than maybe ever before to understand everyone's responsibility in that room? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, there might be a point in time where we might not have, you know, a, a ton of depth because of different things. So it's uh, really important that people know everybody's job because you might have to play out of position sometimes. So it's definitely very important. And, uh, you know, our guys have been doing a great job with that. So uh, it's been good for us. Athletes are creatures of habit, right? I mean, you have a routine-oriented, if you will, even. <laughs> How challenging has it been to have that routine affected? You know, Lincoln Riley talked a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks a couple weeks ago, you wouldn't know if you were having practice at like 8 or 9 at night. So how much has that been a challenge for you, Creed, knowing how routine-oriented you guys are? Yeah, it's definitely challenging. You know, we like being able to have a set schedule and, you know, follow that schedule, how it's supposed to be followed and everything with everything that's been going on. You know, we just don't really have that opportunity. So uh really we just have been talking to the guys and telling them you know embrace what happens you know just embrace what we get for that day and attack that day the best you can so for sure uh it's definitely been a challenge but everybody's been doing really good with it so uh, coach Beanbo was talking about some of the young guys i'm curious to get your take on them obviously andrew rain stepping up apparently playing real well what have you seen from the from some of the young guys in that room creed yeah you know uh, they've all done a great job for sure they've all came in you know they're all ready to come in and compete so uh, and that's what we always look for in this uh o-line room here so anytime you have the opportunity to compete and do the best you can you know uh, go full speed every time so they've done a great job with that they all came in uh, pretty mentally prepared, too. So that was really good to see. You know, you could tell they were diving into their playbook and uh, 
going through all those things, making sure they know what they're doing on the field, not just, you know, running around, not knowing what they're doing. But uh, so <laughs> they, they, the freshman class has done a great job with that. Hey, all you've known is conference championships during your time as, as an Oklahoma Sooner. So with that in mind, how important is this one non-conference game to prepare this team for the conference season? You only get one, and it's Missouri State on Saturday. How, uh, how much extra importance is on this game, and how important is it to take advantage of it? Uh, it's very important. You know, we get – one game and then we're in the conference. So we got to make sure we're firing all, all cylinders this game. So uh, it's very important to come out, you know, with the right mindset and, you know, attack this game full speed because we don't really get opportunities after this game to prepare for conference. So, yeah, that's a, it's very important for us to come out firing on, on all cylinders. Hey, I'll let you go on this. You go up against me practice every single day. What have you seen in year two from Speed D that's caught your eye? They've been awesome. You know, uh, you can tell everybody's bought into the new culture that we have. Everybody's been flying around, playing with a ton of intensity. You know, it's, it's been very exciting. I can't wait to watch them this year. So there you have it. Two Sooner standouts. They'll play a major role if Oklahoma's to win its sixth straight conference championship. Zoyu opens up the season against Missouri State. So what do you say we go in-depth, the X and O's, and what's going on all across college football? It's time for the Huddle Reloaded with Toby Rowland and Teddy Lehman. How you doing, man? I'm doing it's fantastic. good to see you in person. Well, it's good to have a football season, right? Yep, that's I mean, right. it felt like a lot of times we weren't sure what was going to happen this year. And I think maybe we fell asleep at the wheel a little bit because, boom, here it is. <laughs> it's on top of us. We were just talking. We've had months and months and months where we're begging for football. And now that it's here, I needed to slow down. I can't <laughs> get right. everything done. We need to get done before Saturday. But it feels good to be here at our home away from home during the football season. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on Highway 9 in Norman. In the next hour, Lincoln Riley will be not alongside. He will be with us this year. He will be satellited in or zoomed in, or I don't know what kind of technology we're using. But we're going to have him in a two-box from his office. We're going to protect him all year as much as possible. But look forward to that because um, uh, he's got a lot of uh, decisions to make before Saturday. We have found one thing out, Teddy. We know his starting quarterback is going to be the redshirt freshman, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, uh, and we've heard a lot about this kid going all the way back to, gosh, it seems like when he was a sophomore in high school. So uh, we've been told all along he's got all the tools, athletic, uh, smart, capable arm, uh, intangibles, can move around outside the pocket. So uh, you, you combine that with a Lincoln-Riley offense – with an offensive line that looks like it's going to be fantastic this year, a running back room that looks like it's going to be fantastic this year, and, and who knows what the outcome could be. Our opening segment is always brought to you by our buddy Noble McIntyre with McIntyre Law. McIntyre Law is the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. This guy, number seven right there, young Mr. Rattler, coming in on the heels of Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. Well, that's a lot of pressure, Teddy. Uh, it is. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But, I mean, honestly, this offense, this system, uh, it, it, everything is so built in. It's such a quarterback-friendly system that I don't want to say that you can plug anyone in and they're going to be great. I mean, I know it's appeared that way recently, but it, it's just so seamless. The running game is fantastic. That's every quarterback's best friend. I think we've got the best offensive line coach in the country, and it's a talent-rich group. If you've got great protection, great running game, that helps the quarterback so much. And we've always got, uh, you know, the wide receivers on the outside are as athletic and as gifted as they come. Whenever you combine all those tools together uh, with a great play caller, the hard work's really done. Just get the playmakers the football is going to be his job, and I think he'll be uh, more than capable of handling that. Skill set-wise, draw me a comparison between those three guys I just mentioned, Mayfield, Murray, Hurts, arm strength, legs. Where do you compare him? Oh, man, that's tough. I would say that pocket presence, I think he's going to be closer to uh, to Baker. I think outside of the pocket, I, I don't want to say Kyler because he's not a 4-3. Yeah. Like, no Nobody on earth is. Right, yeah. but I think outside of the pocket, he's going to be more athletic than Baker and be able to make some plays with his arm like Kyler did. And, and Baker did as well. Don't want to make it sound like Baker couldn't do those things. He was he was fantastic there as well. Um, the, the thing is, Jalen's really the outlier here. The big guy, the physical guy with a ton of called running game. I just don't know that we're going to see that. 
So I think he probably falls somewhere between Baker and Kyler. The popular thing to say, and I think we might have even said it way back in the Peach Bowl postgame show was that the offense this year under Spencer Rattler is going to look more like it did under Mayfield and Murray than it did under Jalen Hurts. Agree with that? No, I agree with that. Here's the one little caveat that I do have. we got to remember that he's going to be a freshman. And freshmen have a tendency to not trust the offensive line as much, um, to panic a little bit quicker, to go back to, like, your instincts. And what do your instincts say as a kid coming from high school where you're the best athlete on the field? Just run outside. I can if, – if all else fails, I can just run around the corner, which – you can't in, in college football because there's so much better athletes. But what happens is freshmen have a tendency to tuck the ball and run a little bit more. Um, we saw that with Baker in 2015, his first year in the system. Uh, I, I think that's what you may see with Spencer a little more instead of scramble to throw like Baker and Kyler did later in their careers. I think it could be a scramble to run at least early in the season yeah. until he builds up that trust with his wide receivers and uh, his offensive line. I think Jalen was like that early last year. Got oh, a yeah, bit, that's yeah. the difference. Is yeah. Jalen was one read. If it's not there, I'm gone. I'm downhill, which, you know, is fine for a guy that's 6'2", 225 pounds, but Spencer Rattler's a pretty slightly built guy. I don't think Lincoln wants him barreling downhill every other play like Jalen was. Concern level over not having a spring for him. It, it's concerning, but it's it's it, it would be one thing if he was injured and missed and everyone else in college football was, mm-hmm. you know, making up time on the guy. But that's not the case. No one had spring football. Uh, very few had very much time at all in the summer. And most training camps were at least briefly interrupted one way or another. If not shut down, guys were missing in and out. You know, I, I think that it hurts him in the sense that he's going to be a first-year starter – Take Texas, for example, where you've got uh, a senior in Ellinger. Uh, it's not going to affect him as much as it would a guy like Rattler. I mean, if you think about all the missed reps between when you typically start and now throwing with wide receivers, just building that chemistry, they've missed a ton of time, and they're going to be trying to play catch-up throughout. But ultimately, to the naked eye, I don't know that we'll notice. Lincoln, those coaches in those meetings will probably notice, but for us it's going to be – you know, this is Oklahoma football. They're growing up and down the field. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think you put his skill set with Lincoln Riley's tutelage, and it's almost a can't miss. The thing I worry about this Saturday a little bit, you know, his senior season got cut short in high school. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to play all last year. Or, well, played a little bit, but you know what I mean. Um, he, he's been named the starter, and he is going to be raring – to show out, right? Sure. He's going to be raring to show what he's made of. And I worry a little bit about him, you know, for Sam it would be a natural concern for anyone. Instead of just letting the game, he's got talented running backs. He's got talented receivers. He might have the best offensive line in the country. Instead of just kind of letting the game come to him, try to put on a show. And, uh, and maybe he will. I don't know. What do I know? But that's well, a little bit of a concern. No, I agree 100%. And this year was going to be a difficult year. If you just go back to the original schedule, Right, where we come out of the gate with Missouri State, then you've got Tennessee, Mm -hmm. then you're on the road at Army. That's difficult to start off a season for anyone. You throw a freshman in there, that makes it even more so. We've reset, we've changed changed the schedule, but it didn't get a whole heck of a lot better or easier. You've got Missouri State, and then you get right into the Big 12, Kansas State, Iowa State, you know, may end up being the most difficult game of the season. And you're going to have still at that time a relatively young quarterback going up against what may be one of the better defenses in the entire uh, conference on the road. So it's going to be a tough early start to the season for, uh, for Rattler. Hey, we're talking football. Ain't that crazy? How's that feel? I love huh? it. That, I that segment felt good, didn't it? love it. A little X and O's talk. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Spencer Rattler's weapons he's got to work with on the offensive side of the ball. You're watching The Huddle at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Back after this. The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. 
Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Riverwind, still the one. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind, and Homeland. DeMarco Murray, now the running backs coach at the University of Oklahoma, the former Sooner great, now in charge of the ball carriers that will be behind Spencer Rattler this year. Pretty good resume he's put together. Did a little TV work, Teddy, for a short period of time. Must not have liked it very much because he immediately hopped into coaching. And Man, it's good to have him back. He looks like he could still tote the rock. Oh, Teddy. there's no doubt about that. He's way too good to be on television or radio. You get that guy out there and start coaching. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> your running back coach, just the best all-around running back in Oklahoma history, wow. Toby Rowland. Wow. In this guy's opinion. Wow. Controversial take, I know, but I still stand by that. Uh, Somebody, I hear uh, he's been fantastic. He's a guy that could easily do anything else or do nothing, you know, which is always an option, too. That's uh, That sounds right. fantastic. And he's shown up. Uh, he's taken over that running back room and done a great job. It's different in there. Um, he holds those guys accountable. He's got a, a, a level of respect from the players that just not everybody can get walking in that room yeah. to be a guy like that has his, his resume NFL-wise, college football-wise, um, UFC-style fighting-wise, used to train in the offseason. So he demands a lot of respect in that room. Uh, Billy Sims, Joe Washington, and Adrian Peterson are on the line. They'd like a word with you, by the okay. way. Okay, well, I'd like to see their receiving numbers <laughs> compared to DeMarco's. That's, That's it, Toby. That's a good point. Uh, all right, let's talk about the running backs then. Uh, the guys who we thought were going to be back there coming out of last season aren't. Uh, no Trey Sermon. He's now up in Buckeye land. Looks like no Kennedy Brooks either. What do you think about the running back position? They're going to be okay? First off, I feel horrible for Trey Sermon mm -hmm. to transfer out, wasn't getting enough carries at Oklahoma. So he says, I'm going to transfer, maybe have a chance to be a feature back at Ohio state. They don't play. And then the guy that he was sharing carries with opts out. So I, it's got to be incredibly Terrible frustrating luck. for him. But this group of running backs is fantastic. Hardly anyone in the country, probably no other school in the country would lose the two guys the year before or the last couple of years that have had the majority of carries for them. And you don't really expect there to be much fall off. And I think that's going to be the case this year. I think there's plenty of guys that are going to be good. And I think they're all really versatile, which is the new thing. And that's what uh, Lincoln Riley wants in this offense. I think Pledger's got the experience factor. He's been around. He's trusted with this coaching staff. He can hang on to the football. He knows the protection schemes. He knows the route tree, all the things he's supposed to do. Marcus Major, young guy, we've seen him flash a year ago. Uh, he's got a year under his belt. And you've got a uh, freshman, Seth McGowan, as well, that has really, really impressed throughout training camp. And Ramondre Stevenson set to come in at some point and just give some more depth. And he's another great all-around back. So you got four guys that could pretty much start anywhere in the country. Here's a little look at uh, some Marcus Major from last year. What's your prediction? Who's going to be the guy that emerges? I mean, at this point, it's hard not to say McGowan. He's got everything. The he freshman? Can, the freshman. He can absolutely run you over. He's got great shake. He's got great breakaway speed in the open field. 
So I would say maybe he's the leader. I think Pledger probably gets the most carries out of the gate. Um, but we'll see who emerges. I mean, it, here's the thing. It, my guess is as good as yours. It could be any one of these guys <laughs> could really be. that just get the yeah. hot hand. And what that's about what, Ramondre Stevenson? When he comes back, well, he's got to be the guy, right? Here's the only thing about Ramondre. It's when he comes back. Yeah. And you may have a guy at that point that I is get Wally pipped. It's totally just scorching hot. And what we've seen with Lincoln uh, is he rides the hot hand. I don't know. I'm finding that guy some carries he's when great. he comes back. He's the way he great. He's a bully ball. And what you don't expect from Ramondre, just because of the way he looks, he looks so bulky. He's great out of the backfield yeah. catching the football as well. I think Pledger's going to have a big year. I think he's the guy that you kind of overlook when you're when you're asking people, fans, prognosticators who they like in the backfield they say yeah Pledger's nice but I'm really excited about this guy and they yeah. overlook I think TJ Pledger has a chance to be a really really good football player I agree with that and I think part of the reason is is because he's been here mm -hmm. and some of the other guys have, have been getting the carries in front of him and then Ramondre Stevens emerges and you kind of feel like well you know what he's had some time there but now all of a sudden you know the seas have parted, and here you go. Here's your opportunity. We'll see if you can take it and run with it. Here's the thing. When there's a group of four guys in there that you feel like any one of them could be your feature back, do not fumble the football. <laughs> back of the line. Do not fumble <laughs> the football. You never, may never get handed the ball again. Well, the good news for those guys and for their quarterback, Spencer Rattler, is they have an experienced and deep offensive line in front of them led by maybe the best center in America in Creed Humphrey. Bill Biedenboe is not a guy to pass out praise a lot. He's not super flat, even if his guys have a big game. You know what I mean? Right. Tough love comes from Bill Biedenboe. He's giddy before this season talking about this offensive line, which has me thinking they might be, might be pretty legit. Well, I'm glad he has you thinking that. I don't know what to think. He's throwing me a curveball. I'm I'm used to uh, Happy Bebo Bill doesn't set well with you. Talking about how bad his guys are and how much better they've got to get. So it is strange, but the group is incredibly athletic, incredibly large. Uh, they've got young guys that you would think would never be able to break into a lineup as, as seasoned as this one is. That's not the case. They got young kids showing up, true freshmen that are fighting for playing time right now. And let's be honest, with the uncertainty with the coronavirus going around right now, you never know what your offensive line may look like from one week to the next. And the fact that they may go eight, nine, ten guys deep that you feel like you'd be comfortable with, with a, a ton of playing time, that's about, as, that's about all you can ask for. And, it, it, again, I don't, we say this all the time, but Bill Biedenboe, what he's done with the offensive line at the University of Oklahoma – it's just, it's unbelievable. The most respected group probably yep. in college football year after year. Pass catchers is where we're going to go next. And I'm going to ask you kind of the same thing I did about the running backs. You know, C.D. Lamb's got a star on the side of his helmet now. And uh, there is room for another star to emerge there. I think Charleston Rambo is the assumed next guy up. You agree with that? Is he going to be the guy that emerges from this crew? I agree that he's the assumed next guy up. Is he the one that emerges? I mean, again, take a guess, flip a coin, pick, the, pick your favorite because I think it could be anyone. Now, he's the burner. I don't know that he's as good after the catch as maybe some of the stars that we've had here recently. Uh, if he catches it over the middle and he's got one or two guys to beat, forget about it. But being able to make some guys miss and – and, you know, being the go-to guy on some third downs, maybe whenever you draw a bigger corner, their best cover guy, that's what we've got to see with, uh, with Rambo. Uh, there's other great guys out there, too. There's some other great size. Um, Theo Wees, we saw him a year ago and how good he was after the catch. Uh, we got Obi Obialo, who is a massive dude coming in <laughs> as a transfer at wide receiver. 6'3", like 220 pounds. Yeah. I mean, that's a gigantic guy. So He's got a big beard. He looks like a lumberjack out there. I think Rambo's got a really good chance, but I also think that any of these other guys could really step up as well. I think uh, I think Theo Weiss is the guy. I think he's the guy that emerges as the star in this group. I love Charleston Rambo. I love ball out Charlie. I, he was a great Robin 
to CeeDee Lamb's Batman last year. Mm -hmm. Not so sure that isn't just his role. We'll see. Maybe he'll, he's set to be a star. This guy, they'll look at him. He just carries people. I, love I it. think Theo Weiss is a big-time playmaker. He's going to be given the opportunity to get a ton of balls this year. He sheds tackles. He's fast. He's the, you know, with no Jaden Hazelwood and no Trajan Bridges for a while, he's going to get a chance to show he belongs in that role. A couple other guys quickly, some young guys. Mims has yeah, been, Marvin been Mims. getting a lot of really good reviews out of camp. Darby has been getting a lot of good reviews out of camp and some others thrown in there as well. And we can't go on without my guy, Stokkowski, Stogner. <laughs> I cannot wait for this guy. I love uh, it. Massive. Got the white gloves, Mickey Mouse gloves out there. Looks like his hands are huge. And uh, I think, you know, I think Lincoln Riley over the last two or three years has trended more to these two and three tight end uh, personnel groupings. Yeah. And I think that just opens a whole world for Stogner in the passing game. And uh, I've heard great things about him out of training camp as well. well. I mean, we've done what everybody does when they break down an OU offense. You forget about the H-backs mm -hmm. and tight ends, which is what Stogner is. But Braden Willis, Jeremiah Hall, they've got a great crew of those guys. And Lincoln loves to tinker with the H-backs and really make you pay. I'll tell you, another guy I think is going to catch some balls this year is uh, Drake Stoops. I think yeah. they're going to use him in the slot, and I think he's going to be a, he's going to be a guy that in real time makes some plays. For yeah, there's no doubt about it. He has a great understanding of the inside of the field and how to get open and, and understands this, uh, exactly. Um, he's been back there returning punts as well. He's seen some time there. I think that position's going to be up for grabs. So yeah, I think there's a, a good chance we see Stoops with way more uh, on field than we've seen in recent years. All right, that's about all the offense Teddy can stand to talk. <laughs> We're going to talk some defense when we come. Back. Back. Stay with us, folks. You're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. We'll be back. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. There's the other new face on the coaching staff this year, Jamar Kane. Well, Teddy, seems like he's doing a great job. Seems like he's killing it on the recruiting trail. Yeah, there's no doubt. And you look at that resume right there and hasn't been at this for an, an overly long time. But what you see there, constantly moving up, getting better and better with every single stop. And here he is at Oklahoma, great on the recruiting trail, uh, knows that outside spot pretty well. It's going to teach those guys the, the rush techniques and everything. All the stuff that I've heard so far about Jamar Kane has been fantastic, whether it's in the meeting room, out on the field, the recruiting trail. He's checking all the boxes. All right, let's talk some Sooner defense. Welcome back to the huddle, everybody. Does it uh, bother you this show is named after something that doesn't actually exist in the uh, OU um, scheme of things? Uh, not really. You're okay with it? I'm okay with it. We're still hanging on to the to the old school, the huddle. We could call it the split T. We could call it the, uh, you know, the wishbone. We could, with the huddle. we could call it the no huddle. I mean, I don't know why we don't go there. It's not There's like, probably some people that wish we'd call it the yeah, no we're, huddle. We're burning through sure. things pretty quick here. <laughs> Let's talk some defense. I'm going to pepper you with some questions here about concerns I have and I think people have on that side of the ball. Undoubtedly, uh, a year of improvement last year, under year one of Alex Grinch taking over as defensive coordinator, any statistical measure you look at uh, up and significantly across the board. And he's got a tremendous amount of experience back and maybe more depth than they've had on that side of the ball in a long, long time. But Kenneth Murray made a lot of plays for them in the middle of that defense at the linebacker position where you used to hang out, Teddy. He's out on the West Coast with the Chargers now. Uh, what are they going to do? at the linebacker spot. Well, it's it's shocking to say this, and a lot of people are going to throw this statement out, but I think there's a chance that, and I think it's likely that we're better at inside backer than we were a year ago, even <laughs> though we lose a first-round draft pick. Um, and that is no shot at all at Kenneth Murray. He's unbelievable. This It, it was just first year in the defense, right? So yeah. there, was, there was quite a few mistakes made. Uh, some at the Mike spot, some at the Will spot. But now 
They've got all of those guys have a year under their belt. And I understand they didn't have a spring, but they've spent countless hours meeting. They understand this defense where they picked up in training camp compared to a year ago, light years ahead. Uh, at the Will Backer spot between Deshaun White and Brandon Masamola, you're going to have top-level play. Both of those guys are going to be really good. I think Deshaun White's the more consistent. Asamoa is the more explosive. Uh, so those two guys are going to be fantastic. The Mike Backer spot, I think Aguebu from the outside rush backer spot where he got some play as a true freshman has a chance to be really good. Going to be a, a learning process early. Remember, moving from outside to inside is the hardest thing in defensive football to do. And uh, he didn't get a spring and very much of a summer to to really get all of those reps that you need. But I think by the end of the year, he could be playing some outstanding football. Dude, he's six foot four, 255 pounds at Mike Backer, which, you know, you see Kenneth Murray out there was a big college linebacker at 6'2", 240. Aguebu dwarfs him, which is, you know, just just next level type of stuff has a chance to to be fantastic there so at linebacker i think we're going to be great inside backer tons of depth tons of athleticism and a, a, a year of uh, expertise under their belt nick benito made some big plays for him last year as well i'm sure he's going to see the field quite yeah, a bit benito at rush backer up on the line of scrimmage is going to have by far his best year he has a chance in my opinion to lead the Big 12 in sacks or tackles for loss or combined of the two. Wow. That's how good he's been this training camp. All right. The other concern is uh, they lose Neville Gallimore in the middle on that defensive line who was so great for him really his entire career, but especially last year. They bring in Varyon Winfrey, the number one Juco D-tackle in America. What do you see on the D? And no Ronnie Perkins for a while up there. What do you see on the D-line? Perkins being out hurts. I think, I think Ronnie Perkins... Um, healthy full go is the premier defensive player in the Big 12 or has the ability to be. Um, so that's going to hurt that he's going to be gone early season. But the real key to this group is depth. I think Winfrey has a chance to be a game changer, great sack guy, great penetrator there, uh, kind of the, the same roles we saw with Neville Gallimore. He's going to be really good. But aside from that, you've got just a really good group of consistent players that play with the motor, that penetrate, that fly to the football. Stripling, uh, Robertson, um, uh, Thomas, Stokes. Stokes, all of those guys. You've got a good, deep rotation. And there's some younger guys that factor Allison, in there as well. the other Juco kid? Yeah, so I, I just think as a, as a group, when they're all out there and they're all ready to go, I think there's, there's not going to be much fall off from – player A all the way down to player D, E, F. So when you're talking about defensive line, it's great to have one explosive player, but usually they're only going to play about three plays in a row. Yep. And then you're just going to have to start getting into your depth. So the fact that we've got that many guys with not much fall off, I think is more important even than maybe having a, you know, just a breakaway player in that number one spot. Secondary Parnell Motley is gone to the NFL second half of last season, really last four or five games of last year. One of the best corners in America. He was mm -hmm. playing at an unbelievable level. He's picked off Tom Brady a couple Just of times and made team. that team down Nicely in Tampa done Bay. By him. Good for him. But other than that, everybody is back in that secondary. They are as deep and as experienced back there as they've been in a long time. Trey Brown's played a ton of football. Delarian Turner Yell, Pat Fields, uh, Buki, Jaden Davis got a lot of action as a freshman. I think they like both the Washingtons back there. Trey Norwood is back now. What do you think of the secondary? I think they've got a chance to be really improved over a year ago. Uh, start at the safety spot. Probably going to be the same guys uh, on the back end, which, uh, you know, you get that year of experience. They understand the system. They understand the scheme. They understand their coach. They understand their responsibilities, uh, what's expected of them. So naturally, a year older, a year more mature physically, that the level of play there for those guys is going to be above what it was a year ago. So that's the first thing, and I think that's critical. Uh, look at the corner. Trey Brown, if what the coaches and what I'm hearing out of training camp with Trey Brown is true, he's going to have an unbelievable year at corner. Uh, Mentality-wise, completely different guy from a year ago. Attitude, effort, intensity, leadership, 
everything is there right now. He's going to have a really good year. You go to the other side, I think Trey Norwood's going to play corner. Um, hasn't had a lot of time. We know he missed a year, uh, uh, missed time from a year ago with the injury, but I think he's going to be your other corner for right now. And I think Buki's earned that spot at nickel. Um, I, I think they're waiting on some of the younger guys to become more consistent at corner. And if that's the case, maybe Norwood slides back into nickel. But right now, it looks like Norwood, uh, Trey Brown, Buki at the nickel. And as far as coverage-wise, underneath, it's going to be a pretty good group. I know uh, you, ahead of where we were a year ago. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I know you talked to the defensive coaches uh, quite a bit. I'm not asking you to give anything away here, but... Where do you feel like they are right now as a defense collectively year two, going into year two under Alex Grinch as compared to a year ago this time? They're better. Um, Without a doubt, they're going to be better. And here's the key thing. And you said this in the opening that statistically across the board, better in every category except for one. Turnovers. Turnovers. Same. And that is the key to this defense is turnovers. Had 11 which is ties for the record low, I believe, for Oklahoma. That's not going to happen again. Their number that they want to get to is like the 20 to 22 number. And that's not be an, big in a short season. It is. And that's not and maybe you have to adjust that uh, by by a few here or there. But that's not an overwhelming amount of turnovers. It's that's kind of like the baseline mark. If you go back a year ago and look at that defense and factor in 11 more turnovers, another turnover yeah. a game, yeah. and what that means as far as uh, fewer points given up and fewer yards given up, that's you're taking a possession away a game. That equates to big-time numbers changes going down. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this year they're going to hit 25 turnovers, but I feel pretty confident that they're going to improve on that 11 number that they've had two years running. And if you can do that, that changes everything defensively. I'm with this guy a lot. And I could tell last year when Alex Grinch came in, Brian Odom came in, there was, there was the change on that side of the ball. You were really excited about what you were seeing and what you were hearing uh, from those coaches and, and, and the direction that defense was going. Uh, Still feel the same? Uh, 100%. And I, what gets lost in the shuffle a lot of times defensively is uh, what coverage are we going to run? What, what front are we in? Uh, what blitzes are we going to run? Are we going to run man-to-man? Are we going to be a 4-3, a 3-3-5? Three, 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 get lost in all of that and all the details. Foot, like Defensive football is about 95% pursuing the ball running to the ball and tackling. And that's what they emphasize. That's speed D. That's what they talk about. And that's the emphasis day in, day out. Yeah, we're going to get you lined up right. We're going to have a good game plan. But what we need from you is all-out effort on every single play. We need 11 guys finishing on the football every single rep. If you can't do it every play, we'll get someone else that can while you get a breather, then you'll go back in. So that's why I love this defense. It's simplicity. They make the offense react to them by moving their defensive line around. So, I don't know. I love everything about the scheme, and and I'm jacked up. I think they're going to have a good year. I love the way his eyes light up when he (laughs) talks defense, folks. He's excited. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk about the opening opponent, Bobby Petrino's Missouri State Bears, when we come back on The Huddle. Welcome back to Rudy's, everybody. We're about 20 minutes away from the Lincoln Riley Show. This is the huddle as we take a look at the 2020 Sooner football schedule. A lot of Big 12 in there. Our Big 12 reports always brought to you by Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. We know three game times. We know the opener will kick at 6. Then we get Kansas State in two weeks at 11 a.m. And the Red River Showdown will be at 11 a.m. as well. Tough trip sandwiched in there to Iowa State, then look at the closing kick. OSU, Thanksgiving in Morgantown, and another showdown to close the season with Baylor, who by that time, Teddy, might know what they're doing. I would have much rather played them early in the year than late. Yeah, that that move from Baylor from the beginning of the schedule to the back of the schedule, that one hurts. You know, I've heard great things about coaches that coached with Dave Aranda before, say he's fantastic, great recruiter, 
uh, players always love him and buy into to what he's selling. So, yeah, I would have preferred to have them early. Leave that schedule up for just a second, guys. If you notice here, this is what jumped out at me. September 26, OU has a home game against Kansas State. Then they're not home again until November 7th against Kansas. That Texas game, obviously, in Dallas. 41 consecutive days without a game at Owen Field. I can't ever remember anything like that before. No, it's it's that's crazy. It's um it's wild whenever you think about it. And I know that whenever you schedule in the Texas, well, you're at home against Texas and I think it gets lost in the shuffle with whoever's putting the schedule together that that's a neutral site and they're going to be away that long because um, like you said, I don't remember that ever happening before. I'm sure if you go back long enough it has, but that's going to be a long stre- uh, stretch away from your 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 own bed, your own uh, locker room. I mean, it's nice playing at home. It really is. That's a lot of travel for these guys. So uh, that's going to be tough, man, especially after just a, a brief little hit. You play Missouri State, a week off, Kansas State, and then you're gone for a long time. That's tough. All right, let's take a closer look at the opening opponent, the Missouri State Bears, coming in on Saturday night. They are out of the Missouri Valley Conference. Tough year last year, so they made a coaching change after going 1-10, and and they bring in a very familiar name, Bobby Petrino, a former Arkansas and Louisville head coach, offensive mastermind. He's got a pretty good uh, dual-threat quarterback, Teddy. I don't hate that idea because they're going to see Skylar Thompson, OU is, in game two, so a little bit of a primer before, and, and some other guys on down the line. But what do you think about the Bears? Well, Missouri State is going to come in talent-wise and be at a much lower level than Oklahoma. Uh, We all understand that. But they got a couple things going for them. Petrino, as you mentioned, really good offensively. Um, He's done some great things with some really good uh, dual-threat quarterbacks. He goes back a long way with the dual-quarterback system. So you're going to see a lot of the old Louisville stuff with Lamar Jackson, uh, there's going to be zone read in there. There's going to be quarterback run game in there. Uh, they're going to be a, uh, a disciplined team that's been coached really hard. Here's the other thing. You know, it's, it's always difficult the first game of the year against an opponent because you, don't, you can look at what they did a year ago and try and come to some conclusions as to what you think they're going to do this year. But teams always change things up. They always tweak stuff. They move players around change their system but when they've got a new head coach it makes it even more difficult but here's the other here's the final straw here which is is brutal they're not playing a season yeah so if they're Three not games in the fall right if they're not playing a season and their next game isn't till like the middle of october i believe so if they're not playing a full season then they don't necessarily have to learn an offensive system or an offensive scheme And what's to keep them from coming out and doing things that they typically wouldn't do? One-off plays, one-off formations, and it's stuff like that that keeps a defensive coordinator (laughs) up at night because – I didn't think about that. Yeah, you can can look at what Petrino's done throughout his career and have a pretty good idea what his offense is, but then it's like, but this is a one-off game. It's not like they've been in training camp trying to pound home their new system, which I'm sure they're doing, but there's also a little bit of – we know what this is for these guys. Like, you know, we're, we're marching them to Norman in a three-game season to play one of the best teams in the country. We need to let them have a little fun. And you just don't know what's going to happen. One of the good things on your side, though, is that Petrino is like uh, old school and, you know, pretty much straight down the, the, the line. So I don't know that I see him coming out and running 15 trick plays, but – Maybe the 14. scenario wouldn't shock me yeah. if someone did that. Um, you know, one of the things that we usually do or we have done in the past on this show is a very popular segment called the Butkus Brain Teaser. And uh, we're going to do it again. Don't worry. But we got a little wrinkle this year because uh, Teddy is going to stick around and actually be with us for the Lincoln Riley Show. Sooner Sports Talk coming up live here in a little bit. So Teddy is going to this year – present Lincoln with the Butkus Brain Teaser live on the show rather than on tape like we've done in the past. The Butkus Brain Teaser, by the way, has become a national phenomenon. Uh, Mm -hmm. ESPN Game Day has done features on it, uh, various publications and and TV shows around the country. 
and it's mostly because of the great questions you ask. I agree. Yeah, you deserve a, most of the credit for it. There's a ton of creativity. I spend. Uh, yeah. People knew the amount of time. Anybody that can I spend. do what Lincoln does. It's yeah. really you're. You've got the heavy lifting. Right. Just, it's so difficult filing through the the games and coming up with just a random random. Play. Well, we appreciate all you do for Sooner Nation. <laughs> but uh, do you want to give us a hint as to what you're going to be asking the coach to come up with tonight? I'll give you a hint. Um, he is not listening. By the way, he is. I'll in give his you office a hint. Working. It's a it's a fairly recent play, uh, but it's in an obscure part of a of a game. Uh, but it is to one of my favorite players coming up for this season. So um, we get to see a, a young quarterback You're starting maybe. coach off after a, a rough off season. Right, it's very stressful lead up to this game. And you're starting him off with an obscure play. My hope is that in between his epidemiology classes that he's had some <laughs> chance, uh, had a chance to watch some film yeah. from a season ago. And I, I feel pretty confident. We, we need him to start with a dub tonight. <laughs> so know. if you don't mind, just tossing him a layup in there. That'd be good. All right. Well, the Butkus Brain Teaser is coming up next hour in the middle of the Lincoln Riley Show. Let's take a timeout. We close up every show here on the huddle with a good old round to pick them. We'll do that next. Back after this. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It's the final segment of the Huddle. Lincoln Riley Show is right around the corner. We got OU and Missouri State coming up 6 o'clock on Saturday night on Owen Field. It is a pay-per-view broadcast for television, but it always you can get Teddy and I for free across the Sooner <laughs> Radio Network on the Saturday night. Well, we always wrap up every show with a round of pick'em. This is a tough week, Ted. There are not as excited as we are for college football. There are not very many great college football games out there. I believe game day is at uh, Clemson and Wake Forest. Right. We've so, kind of limped into this season a little bit college football-wise. That's okay, though. No, I mean, I, it's understandable with the way everything ended up breaking down and conference games only and things like that. So our uh, pick'em selection isn't great. Let's we'll see. Maybe you, maybe you think there's going to be an upset out there. We shall see. Our first game in the Big 12, you've got Iowa State – hosting Louisiana. Who you got? I'm taking Iowa State. I think Iowa State has a chance to be really, really good this year. By far going to be their best offense with Brock Purdy coming back. Uh, they've got a really good running game. They've got Kolar tied in. Uh, Purdy was the leading passer in the Big 12 a year ago. You combine that with what's always been a really good defense there at Iowa State. I think they're going to have a good squad. I think they get the win against Louisiana. There's not going to be any crowd in Ames. They're not mm -hmm. letting any people in to watch this one. Uh, the Raging Cajuns are a good football team, Ted. I agree. They've been one of the best non-Power 5 teams the last few years. Levi Lewis at quarterback for uh, Louisiana, Ted. Elijah Mitchell, very good running back for them. Are you picking them or not? I don't Iowa care what State, their roster is. Iowa State always early in the True. year stubs their toe or gets a scare from somebody. Northern Iowa a lot yeah. of times comes in. I'm taking Iowa State. I think Brock <laughs> Purdy is uh, too good, and Iowa State will win. Georgia Tech at Florida State. Who you got? I'm taking Florida State. Um, I know they've been down recently, but the one thing about Florida State is their recruiting has stayed pretty consistently high, and I think they've got a really good coach in. And – are they going to win the ACC this year? No, I don't think so. But I think it's going to be a massive improvement over recent years. And I think they're going to turn out a decent football squad. And who knows in the next year or two what, what Florida State could become. May start to challenge a little bit there in the ACC once again. Mike Norvell is the name of that uh, mm -hmm. new coach. He comes from Memphis. He had a, a bit of a rocky offseason. You know, they got a little sideways that with his team there strange. a couple of times. Uh, he has named James Blackman his starting quarterback. Do you know who the backup quarterback is at Florida State? Oh, gosh, I do not. His name is Chubba Purdy. It is Brock Purdy's little brother. Okay. Now, he's been hurt, so I don't know if he's going to be the backup or if he's healthy again or not. But uh, there's a little piece of trivia. Do you know why they call him Chubba? It's not Chuba, like Chuba Hubbard. It's Chubba. Chubba Purdy. I don't. you got to do more research on the pick'em segments. 
Uh, uh. 30, he was 38 pounds at one year of age, and everybody called him Chubbs, and it stuck, and so now he's Chubba Purdy, huh. which has got to okay. be one of the great names in college. That being said, I'm like taking it. Florida State. Yeah. Arkansas State at Kansas State. Who you got? I think Arkansas, Arkansas State's a pretty good little program, but Kansas State, they've got the experience back at quarterback. Uh, I think they're well-coached, outstanding special teams group. Give me Kansas State, although this game is probably going to be closer than Kansas State wants it to be. Seems like they always kind of kick it around uh, the season opener. Yep. The Fighting Kelly Danfuses from Arkansas State have already <laughs> played a game this year. So they've got a little bit of a, you know, a leg up on Kansas State in that. That could help them a little bit. They've been on the field already. Uh, but I like Chris Kleiman a lot. I like Me what too. he's doing up there. I like Skylar Thompson. I don't think they're going to stub their toe here. I think Kansas State's going to win. Western Kentucky at Bobby Petrino's former team, Louisville. I'm taking Louisville here. Don't know a whole lot about either one of these teams. Uh, Western Kentucky's been good in recent years. Uh, give me Louisville with a little bit better roster. That's about all I know. Hilltoppers don't have a bad team. I like what Scott Satterfield did in year one, though, at Louisville. Javion Hawkins, the number two running back in the ACC last year, they ran the ball a ton. Uh, you're used to Louisville kind of throwing it all over the mm -hmm. yard up there, but they were very much a ground-and-pound team last year. I don't think they're going to have a problem with uh, Western Kentucky. I'll take the Cardinals as well. We're uh, in sync with all of these so far. Uh, how about this one, though? <laughs> Coastal Carolina at Kansas. I'm taking Kansas, but of all the games, uh, shockingly, this is the one that I feel like could really go either way. Haven't heard a whole heck of a lot out of Kansas this year. Um, I know they get a good wide receiver back, uh, but quarterback-wise, I don't really know. I mean, I'm taking Puka's, Kansas. Puka back? Puka's back, but uh, I'm taking Kansas. I don't feel great about it. Do you know it, why you're worried about Coastal Carolina beating Kansas? They, what, took them to overtime a year ago, They right? beat them last year. Did they beat them? In Lawrence. Coastal yeah. Carolina beat them 12 to 7. Remember they were doing that ESPN show with uh, Les Miles and everything and they lost at home to Coastal Carolina and they're playing them again this year. In, Lawrence, in Lawrence again. Uh, yeah, this is a revenge game for Les Miles against the taking? Chanticleers. I will take Kansas. Wow. We're in lockstep. I will take the Kansas Jayhawks. We've got a uh, what do we got? Michael turn that clock around for. Me. We got about a minute 40. Uh, what do you expect to see? I mean, it's been such a lead up, such a weird off season. We don't even know exactly who's going to be in and out of the lineup. Do you expect it to be an ugly game on Saturday night? I do. I mean, I, I think that there's going to be some procedure stuff as we as we usually see. I think that there's a chance tackling could be a little suspect early on as it usually is and going to be be uh, even more so in, a, in a, such a limited year that we've had. But I think they're going to settle in. Um, a lot of times you're going to have guys trying to do a little bit too much early, uh, a little too amped up for the game. But once they settle in, get the first couple, two, three series out of their system, they'll be just fine. I think we'll settle in nicely. We'll see a bunch of guys get playing time. And I think by the end of the game, we'll have the Sooners offensively and defensively clicking right along like we would expect. Sounds good. And you can watch it on Saturday night. You can order the pay-per-view broadcast as the Sooners open the 2020 season against the Missouri State Bears. Go to Soonersports.com slash pay-per-view for more information. We'll be on the air with you beginning at 4 o'clock Central Time on Saturday for the Sooner Radio pregame show. Very much looking forward again this year to sharing the booth with uh, Teddy Lehman, Chris Plank, and Gabe Eichert going to be alongside as well. Michael Dean, his 30th season about that? with the Sooner Radio Network this year. He's going to be along for the ride with us as well as we take you throughout the 2020 season. Hope you'll join us across the Sooner Radio Network as well. Don't change that dial. When we come back, the Lincoln Riley Show, the first one of a new season coming your way right around the corner. We'll see you next week on The Huddle. Boomer Sooner, everybody.
on the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. You've been listening to the Bud Light OU Huddle presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Also brought to you by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Riverwind, still the one. Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. And by Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. All right, big day tomorrow. You get the scene setter. You get Jess going one-on-one with Roy Williams. And you get the coach's corner. Should be a really fun Friday as we count down to kickoff of Oklahoma Sooner football right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Everyone have a great Thursday. We'll be back here tomorrow. Until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.